prioritize sleep. And I know I have a lot of friends in, you know, who are entrepreneurs and business owners and they get, you know, three or four or five hours of sleep because that's, yeah. that's all they have time for. But, um, I think that a lot of it's just that, that people don't make sleep a priority because they don't think that they oh. need it. You know, they can, they can survive without it. And I did for many years myself, but you know, during sleep is when a lot of important things happen. A lot of your hormones are made during sleep. So like growth hormone and testosterone, which is important for men and women, um, as well as a lot of other things are made during sleep. And so you're not going to be able to, to achieve, you know, your best during the day mm -hmm. if you're not getting the sleep you need at night. So it's not just a, a throwaway kind of thing. Like sleep is really important. And long-term when you're not sleeping that makes your cortisol levels go up and cortisol mm -hmm. is like sort of a stress associated hormone and so when you don't sleep well uh, or don't get enough sleep cortisol goes up and that's also going to cause inflammation in your body which is going to negatively affect almost every system in your body including your brain and your heart and your blood vessels and you know just all different things are going to be affected you are listening to the Payal Nanjiani Leadership Podcast the number one podcast in the world for leaders who want to be the best. Each episode is designed to help you recognize and overcome your leadership challenges and achieve great success at your work. This episode is brought to you by your host, Payal Nanjiani, a world-renowned leadership expert, executive coach, and author known for her leadership talks, corporate training, and executive coaching. To know more about Payal, Visit her website, www.pylenanjiani.com. Welcome back to the Pyle Nanjiani Leadership Podcast. This is the iconic series where I go one-on-one -on -one with some of the world's top CEOs and thought leaders around the globe. And today we have with us joining in the studio none other than Dr. Amy Killen, who is the longevity and regenerative medicine physician entrepreneur and educator. Dr. Amy is the founder and CEO of the Human Optimization Project, which is a longevity-focused nutritional supplement and education platform that makes staying on top of current trends in aging prevention easy and fun. And she is on the core team of Reputable, a decentralized science platform that incentivizes betterment experiments and supports the Quantified Collective Movement. And she joins us here today at, on the Payal Nanjiani Leadership Podcast to talk about re, re, rejuvenating your health. Dr. Amy, thank you so much for joining us. It is such a pleasure and an honor to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. And uh, today we are talking all about health and how do we... Uh, rejuvenate our health. So before I dive deep, I know I did not read completely about you. So what made you pursue this career? And uh, how did you just come about doing what you're doing? So I was an emergency physician for the first 10 years, I went to school for that, did my residency, and then I worked for 10 years in, in busy ERs. And towards the end of that, I, I had three kids myself, and I started to kind of see the effect, the effects of chronic stress and sleep deprivation, and not eating well and not exercising on my own health. And then I started looking around the ER and I noticed that a lot of the patients that were coming in to the, to the hospital were there because they weren't 
getting, they weren't preventing illnesses and they weren't getting proper education about how to do that. And so I saw it as an opening for me to, to leave the emergency department and start learning about how to really prevent health and to help, you know, kind of go to that next level of health. Um, just above wellness, like what is that next level? And so I became very interested in in health optimization and longevity and how to achieve that that level of health. Wow. So you mentioned about stress, you know. So uh, do you find that stress is one of the major causes of any types of health uh, illnesses today? I, I do. I think that stress and lack of sleep, which kind of go hand to hand, hand in hand, I think that those two things are uh, not not talked about enough. But they are drivers of a lot of chronic disease. And it also, they're also causing a lot of acute problems. Um, you know, I do a lot of work with sexual health and I think that that and hormones and things like that. And we see stress causing problems in those areas specifically as well. Wow. So so let me talk about this lack of sleep that you just mentioned, because a lot of our listeners who are actually corporate leaders uh, working round the clock, and especially now with the recession coming in and a lot of pressure from the Wall Street for them to deliver the results, they are facing a lot of lack of sleep. And we all know that we read about it in magazines and business magazines. What would be your tips or suggestions for them, uh, you know, when it comes to lack of sleep? What what would you say about that? I, mean, I think the first thing is to prioritize sleep. And I know I have a lot of friends in, you know, who are entrepreneurs and business owners and they get, you know, three or four or five hours of sleep because that's, yeah. that's all they have time for. But, um, I think that a lot of it's just that, that people don't make sleep a priority because they don't think that they um, need it. You know, they can, they can survive without it. And I did for many years myself, but, you know, during sleep is when a lot of important things happen. A lot of your hormones are made during sleep. So like growth hormone and testosterone, which is important for men and women, um, as well as a lot of other things are made during sleep and so you're not going to be able to to achieve you know your best during the day mm. if you're not getting the sleep you need at night so it's not just a, a throwaway kind of thing like sleep is really important and long term when you're not sleeping that makes your cortisol levels go up and cortisol mm. is like sort of a stress associated hormone and so when you don't sleep well uh, or don't get enough sleep cortisol goes up and that's also going to cause inflammation in your body which is going to negatively affect almost every system in your body including your brain and your heart and your blood vessels and you know just all different things are going to be affected so i think you know making sleep a priority is number one and then once it's a priority there are all kinds of tips and tricks you can do to actually be able to sleep better can you share that with us just a few yeah. of them at least like what would be some yeah. of the tricks and techniques to really sleep better so first of all avoiding alcohol within two hours of sleep and if you're going to drink maybe don't drink more than one or two drinks because alcohol is really <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> it's really bad for sleep um <laughs> avoiding food actually two hours before bed can make a difference because yeah. your body your body wants to be really in a relaxed state um, and then avoiding screens, you know, uh, devices and computers mm -hmm. and such at least an hour before bed because that can affect your melatonin production, which mm -hmm. is really important for sleep. Um, and then sleeping in a really cool, very dark room. Uh, a lot of people don't sleep in cold enough spaces or in dark enough spaces. I use my mask when I sleep um, and that can make a big difference as well. It does. And especially when you said about the food, you know, um, I'm a very early eater by 637. I'm, I'm just done with my food. Because I think that gives you enough time to just digest it. And for your, uh, and like you said, it also impacts the, uh, the, uh, you know, your sleep patterns. Whereas uh, I know many people across the globe in different parts of, uh, you know, the world, especially here out of America, 
uh, where the food timing is basically nine o'clock or ten o'clock in the night. And, yeah, uh, I think you know, with with them hearing you, I think that really makes sense. That how how important it our diet and the and what not not just what we eat, but basically what time we eat also impacts yeah. uh, our sleep in a in in a in a in a way. It does. You know, our cells are actually on a our circadian rhythm. So your cells are functioning on this 24-hour clock and they need a period of time to rest. And when you eat late at night, um, you're kind of confusing your cells because they were they were going to go into rest mode. And then all of a sudden you're putting all this food in there for them to have to work. And so there's all mm -hmm. kinds of studies that show that if you eat later at night, it increases your blood pressure, it increases your mm -hmm. blood sugar mm -hmm. and your insulin. It makes you more prone to be overweight and to develop diabetes. So there's a lot of long-term consequences of, of potentially eating too late also. Wow. So um, just talking about, since we since you spoke about health, wellness, uh, are these both words interrelated? Are they different? Because I think a lot of times uh, people have a confusion between both these words, health and wellness. Are they the same? Yeah. Well, I think I think they're just more used in different different sects. Like you know, traditional medicine uh, tends to talk about health more, um, and versus sort of alternative medicine, you know, is all about wellness. To me, mm -hmm. to me, wellness just means being generally healthy and not having a lot of diseases or disease, as we call it. Um, and I think that they're I think that they're very similar words. They're just used different by different people. Wow. So you have worked you you worked with people across the globe you've you've had uh, people from different arenas and different fields what is one of the biggest challenges that you have faced while guiding people towards their health and wellness i'm, I'm going to use both those terms you know for, for yeah. you um, you know, I think that the, the most difficult thing is to just get people to adopt all of the healthy lifestyle stuff that we know is good for us. People are always looking for a magic pill or a magic shot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I do, you know, I just... <laughs> I do stem cell injections, which are pretty great, but there, but you still have to have a foundation of health. So you still have to start with, you know, the basics, diet and exercise and mindset and sleep and, you know, and community and all of those things. And, and those are, those are more difficult to implement than just getting a, a shot or a pill. So mm. that's the hardest thing is to convince people to start with the basics and then build upon those versus going straight to trying some sort of magic, you know, pill or something. So how much how much impact do, do these um, you know fast foods have on our health? Yeah, there are some food that is that's fast food that's not as bad for you, but certainly mm -hmm. the the highly processed foods with a lot of trans fats, especially. Um, are going to be very inflammatory for us. You know, I think that I'm someone who thinks that moderation is important. I'm not super, super strict with myself, um, mm -hmm. but I want to, you know, for the most part, I eat healthy and then occasionally I'll, I'll splurge and have, you know, sugary foods or fast food or things like that. Um, and I think that's okay. Uh, but I do think that it's important to build that foundation of mostly healthy food before you occasionally have treats here and there. Yeah, and I think like with what you said, everything has a consequence, right? So if you're if you are on a diet like this, which is always eating on the go and having fast foods, it somewhere really impacts everything from your sleep to your health, like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, it does. And when I, when I was an ER doctor, I was you know I ate 
I just, I just, I was so busy. I never sat down, you know, and I was just grabbing food and eating whatever I could get my hands on. And I, and I have pictures of myself from that time period. And I just looked, I look different. You know, I think that it, there, it, you could see it in my face and my skin and my body. Um, it, when you start becoming a little bit more healthier, so many things change um, on the outside and the inside. Wow. But now when I'm seeing you, I can see you look awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank You're you. like, wow. <laughs> so uh, what, are, what are some of the best practices when it comes to rejuvenating your health? What are some of the pra- practices people should imbibe in their daily life? Um, you know, I think exercise is obviously very important and that includes both, uh, aerobic exercise and weight training. One of the things I see, especially in women is that we don't tend to want to do as much weight training, lifting heavy weights and and building muscle, but that's actually really, really important, especially as we get older for men and women, because you start to lose muscle, um, Mm -hmm. and it becomes harder and harder to build muscle and muscle is very rejuvenating. Muscle is very good about helping to keep your blood sugars regulated and prevent diabetes and keep your, you know, keep your blood pressure low and all of these things are related right like it's all it all goes together so i think mm-hmm. making sure that you add in strength training um, a few days a week in addition to sort of normal cardiovascular aerobic exercise is important um and maybe not talked about as much as it should be um I also think that the mental part the mindset part is extremely important mm-hmm. and i think a lot of us uh as entrepreneurs, we're so busy that we just don't set enough time aside to actually work on the mindset piece. And, you know, whether that's doing some meditation or, you know, for me, I like to just go outside. I live in Utah. I love to go out and just do, you know, a walk in the neighborhood or walk in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, so walks in nature are kind of like my meditation, but, you know, it can be breath work. It can be journaling. It can be meditation. It could be yoga, but something where your mind is able to really kind of calm down and, and just be present. Um, it, it can make a huge huge difference later on in being able to function at a higher level. But do the people have time? Like you're working with so many uh, entrepreneurs, you're working with so many corporates. Do you think people have the time or uh, is it that we just don't want to take the time out for all of this? Yeah, I just, I think that we all have an extra 10 minutes that we can give if we, if we prioritize it. And that, you know, I think that it's about, you know, it's about, about deciding what's important to you. And is that, is it scrolling through Instagram? Is it, you know, watching TV? Is it, um, is it spending mm-hmm. time with yourself? I think that it's just a matter of deciding this is what's important and then making those things happen. I'm so glad you brought that up because, uh, uh, you know, you twice you mentioned this year is the prioritizing part of it. And I think that's where we most of us lack. Uh, you know, we we prioritize everything around us, but ourselves and our health. And then down the line, we've been hearing so many entrepreneurs and so many executives, you know, having uh, poor health and, and they are having, uh, you know, cardiovascular diseases and, and heart attacks and diabetes, like you said. But I think, uh, uh, you know, if we just learn how to prioritize and put ourselves somewhere, at least somewhere on that list, that yeah. should be the key. Yeah. And, and also just making sure that you're getting, you know, you're getting your, 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 your checkups with your doctor, checking all your blood work, you know, getting some good blood testing and other diagnostic testing. I think a lot of busy people, when we think that we're healthy and we're like, ah, I'm healthy, I don't need to go to the doctor. And yeah. then you just don't get basic tests done. You don't get um, normal things that other people do because you, because uh-huh. we, think that we don't need them for some reason um, um but we we do we all should, should get those basic screening tests done true and, and and all of a sudden that's when we realize that hey you know we were important to ourselves yeah, so yeah. i think uh, that's a great point that you brought up and um uh, you mentioned about you know prioritizing yourself but 
Are there any types of suggestions or or tips that you would give for leaders so that they can balance their career and their health? Hmm. You know, I think that there's there are ways to do both. I mean, that a lot of corporations and leaders are are combining the two. You know, they'll have corporate wellness events or corporate wellness time at the office where they're you know doing yoga at the office or they're doing mindfulness at the office with with a group of people. So you're bringing your staff into that as well, mm-hmm. um, and it's still kind of a work event, but you're able to you know do the the, the practices that are healthy, um, and that works for some people. Some people like to keep those things separate, um, but it's really there's you know there's so many opportunities out there. I, I work with a lot of people who do prioritize their health a lot of these sort of biohacker sorts who spend a lot of time on their Mm -hmm. health and um, you know there are retreats out there there are conferences there are all this there's all this education you know there's tons of information on on youtube and videos and books and so it's really just a matter of deciding hey i want to not just be healthy but i want to be you know super healthy like i want to be as good as i can be for myself and for my company and for my family and for all of these people. And once you decide it, there's so many resources. You just have to ask for help. Mm, I think that's where many of us lack. you know, we, we are just getting grinded in the day to day work and uh, we don't even realize, uh, you know, when our, our health is creating an issue. And, and that's the time it just sounds an alarm that, Hey, now I need to do something for my health. And for many of us, that becomes quite late down the line then. Yeah, it's so much better to prevent these problems, right? I mean, we all know that. We know that we should get our car checked on and prevent it from before that. We will get our car checked. I'll tell you that most of us, we get the car checked, but we won't get our sex checked. Yeah. And we'll get our we'll get our kids in the doctor. Yes. We'll get you know they have all of their their tests done, um, but we just don't do it for ourselves because we we just kind of put ourselves last. But if you actually right. want to, you know, if, you, if if we want to be here in ten or twenty or thirty years and be able to show up every day at the highest level, then we need to actually take care of ourselves now. But uh, you know, you just mentioned that you know we um, uh, you know we just keep moving ahead. But uh, do you find a difference between men and women when it comes to their health and wellness? Is is it true that women neglect their health at the cost of many things, uh, you know, their career and their family, whereas men would generally balance it out some way? Have you seen that difference? Because you work with both, so. Um, you know, I think to me, it's, they're pretty similar in terms of major health stuff. I think both, both men and women will come to the doctor if something's actually wrong. Um, I do think that women oftentimes, uh, especially when they have young kids will, will prioritize, you know, everything else first. Um, but eventually, you know, if, if we get sick enough, we all end up going into the doctor. Um, I, I think sometimes men don't go in as early also just because they, they have this sort of, um, you know, mentality of they're going to beat this on their own and they're tough and they don't need help um but obviously that you know that's true for some things but but not for all wow okay so um uh, you spoke about like you know you need to be healthy for the next 20 30 years you should be able to carry on your work where do you see the health and wellness industry in the future Oh, there's so much work being done right now in the in the longevity field. I, if you are if you follow it at all, there's tons of money being dumped into longevity mm-hmm. research. Yeah, and, you know, whether that's longevity supplements or medications or you know gene editing or there's you know so much there's so much going on with that. So yeah. I really think that we're going to see a a big change in the next probably ten or twenty years 
in how we take care of ourselves, because it's not just going to be lifestyle, diet, exercise. It's going to be what are the next level things we can do? Like, what are some of the uh, medications that we can take to actually delay aging, to delay the things that are causing aging on a cellular level? And there's already some some medications that may do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, what are the supplements that we can take? What are the, mm-hmm. you know, what are the things that we can do that are higher level to prevent even normal aging from happening? Because there's a lot of talk about aging, you know, aging yeah. is by some people as being a disease, because when you age, it increases your risk for almost all other diseases. So there's debate about whether aging itself is a disease, but it definitely sets you up for other diseases. So if we can delay aging, you know, on the cellular level in our body, then maybe we can actually prevent a lot of diseases. So there's a lot of research being done in that area. And I think that is so so much interesting because uh, uh, there's a lot being done, like you said, you know, in the in the field where you can delay your aging, because that's where it's going to cause a lot of problems, bone health problems, and and your overall wellness gets impacted. So uh, there's a lot of research now being done on uh, on this, like how do you really work with your cells and everything? Yeah, there's so much are research. Like, are, are you also into uh, uh, you know, helping in this research or anything like that? I'm not a researcher, but I do, you know, I do work with, um, I do stem cell procedures on patients. So I do a lot of work in the regenerative medicine space. So we're doing um, stem cells to try to help with, not necessarily with aging, but helping to regenerate or rejuvenate specific parts of the body. Um, and then I also have a longevity based supplement company where we're combining specific ingredients um, to try to slow down aging from a nutritional standpoint. So I have a couple of different projects that are in this area, but I'm not actually researching it myself. But I can't wait to see the breakthrough that is going to happen here because of because of all of this research that is coming up. And like you said, you already are working on so many supplements, uh, you know, for rejuvenating your health and everything. So I think there's going to be a big, big breakthrough that will come through this entire industry of health and wellness very soon. Yes, I yeah. think I think five to 10 years we'll have some things oh, in yes. the market. Oh, yes. Yep. Yep. There's so much going on here in America. I mean, I see, uh, you know, so many products being uh, being uh, focused on on health, on wellness, on on anti-aging, on uh, slowing down aging. So I think we all just can't wait to see that breakthrough. I know we can't. I mean, you know, most products out there right now, we're not really slowing down aging, but we may yeah. be helping a little healthier outer, um, outer. that's the outer but, but, yeah but we tell ourselves we're slowing down aging so <laughs> <laughs> so i think that I, I think that would be a great one because uh, that's where all the problem i'm so glad you brought this up i mean it was a fantastic conversation on this but um you know as we wrap up uh, what would be your big advice to people who want to lead a healthy life you know, I think that the, the biggest thing is just get out there and learn more. There are so many great resources. Um, and, you know, I, and if you're interested, you can reach out to me on Instagram or through my website. But there's a lot of resources that, that can give you information about how to take baby steps and then bigger steps and bigger steps. Um, and, you know, what, what's really going on in this field, because this is a, this is a huge, important field of, of study and research. But there are things that yeah. you can do every day um, that will make big differences. And so just, you know, make it a priority. And it's, it's fun and it's exciting. And, you know, we'd love to have you join. The, the cause wow now and i think um uh, you know this this uh, episode was so important for us because um, as we are you know we are stepping uh, we, we are into the into the new year now and it has been uh, you know it, it's a time where you are excited to deliver your best it's a time when you want to do more but at the same time 
you know, you you try to neglect your health, you try to neglect your sleep and everything. So I think this was so important to have someone like you come and speak and and share so much of your experience and your insights. Well, thank you. Thank you. So, uh, you know, thank you so much, uh, Amy, for doing this for us and being here and sharing your incredible advice. And you've given some fantastic nuggets, uh, something to really think about for all of us. So uh, to all our audience and our listeners, uh, this is Amy Kalan and Payal Nanjiani wishing you loads of success in your life. God bless. <music>